Today on the Psychic Jam, we are talking about coping with death and loss during the holidays. You are listening to the Psychic Jam, a podcast that inspires holisticpreneurs like you to gain confidence, to learn, and to listen to your inner voice. Tune in as featured experts of the Psychic Associates discuss heavy and taboo topics, breaking down all the barriers of the realities of working in this industry. Today on the Psychic Jam, we are talking about coping with death and loss and how to manage and to be gentle with ourselves during this holiday season. I'm joined today by my beautiful co-hosts, Liz Throp and Amber Price. Ladies, you know, we have so much trouble with death and loss, especially during the holidays as psychic mediums, because we have such an influx of people, especially during this time of the year. It's probably our busiest time of the year. But, you know, it's so difficult because we have so many different types of losses. And the thing is, death is difficult in itself, especially when people are dying around the holidays. But how do we cope with all of that and the Christmas cheer and everything else? Because it's so difficult to get into that festive season and feeling festive when we have so much of this weight that we're carrying around. So Amber, I wanted to ask you a little bit because I know that you're very busy, especially during the holidays as well, and that you're dealing with this as as a regular, you know, issue as a psychic medium. But how how do you deal with all of this? And what do you do with your clients when they're having such a difficult time? Thanks, Jay. Yeah, it is. It is a very busy time this year. Usually once, you know, September rolls around, everybody's starting to think of what is coming up. And, you know, that is a slew of holidays in there. And so between about I'm going to say between September and March is usually extremely um, busy for people reaching out to me. Um, And that is primarily because they want to find either some clarity on a loss or they want to find some validation to help heal um, part of their grieving process. You know, grief, whether you've lost a relationship or a person that's living, or if they have deceased, it's a very challenging thing, no matter how you cut it. And it's very unique to each individual person. And I think what we need to remember is everybody grieves differently. And part of what messaging I receive for my clients, and again, it's part of the collective, because when you start to to see spirit or and the universe giving similar messages, it really starts. And every Christmas, every holiday, it doesn't matter what it is, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever, Valentine's Day, that's also a big one. But But we're talking about holidays in general. There seems to be a collective of like what types of people are coming to me and the collective energy of what they're experiencing. So maybe all of the 65 people that have booked this month have needed some clarity on a loss of somebody who's living. Um, And then you start to see this pattern or trend of, of how I'm supposed to help give and deliver messages to them. And I, I feel like part of it is, them knowing that they have a loss is the big thing, right? So, so acknowledging that there is a loss there and just kind of trying to work through accepting what it is. And because it could be going against what you thought was going to happen in your life. If it's a death, I mean, sure, sure is 
I'm standing here right now, we, we don't want people to die. We don't want people to leave us through death. Um, we also don't want people to leave us through other reasons, whether it's estrangement, someone going missing or a breakup, whatever it is. We also grieve and have to go through that process for that as well, because it is a change. So we, we almost have to identify that we are experiencing a loss so we can start grieving for it. And grief is not only for, for death and dying. It's for any kind of significant loss. You could be somebody who's been a VP of a marketing company for 35 years and lose their job. And now you're grieving the loss of your job. So, so there is a lot of grief around this time of year. I'm going to specifically touch on what I'm experiencing in my practice, which is currently um, experiencing loss and grieving loss of people who are either missing or estranged or break breakups in relationships. And so the first thing is just like being sure that you can feel what you feel, right? Be honest with yourself because I think when I see my clients, they think they have to have it all put together in a tiny little package with a bow and I have to be brave for so-and-so or I need to make sure no one knows I'm upset or grieving. So being honest with yourself about what you're experiencing and being honest with others in your life so that you can have an actual effective support system. We have expectations that people should just read our mind and know what we need and that we shouldn't have to explain ourselves, but that's not reality. Reality is if you're saying you're okay and you're having fun and you're not looking or sharing any of this grief, we no one knows that. No one knows that. And again, everybody grieves differently. But if you expect people to support you, then you should be honest with them and share what it is that you're actually experiencing so that you can have the support system and be able to to hang out with your friends and family. We also know that there's a time and place for it because you might not want to go to a holiday party and have everybody worried about your grief and bringing that up and bringing your darkest days to a shiny, bright environment in this moment. If that's not what you need, you have to be honest and communicate that as well. Hey, I know what my life is. I know what I'm carrying and the weight that I have and the challenges I'm up against. But today we're here to do this and I wanna have fun and I wanna let loose and I wanna forget and leave my troubles. It doesn't mean we're disrespecting or we're living in denial. It means that you're allowing yourself to live in moments of joy that you do deserve as a human. We're not built to live in constant grief and low vibrational worry and stress and fear energy. Um, so, so give yourself that space to be able to do it. Um, you know, I think, I think a lot of my clients also struggle with how, how do you actually navigate the holidays when you've lost someone? Like when you've got, you know, a stocking on the fireplace that's missing now, you know, there's a missing spot for a stocking or, you know, you've already purchased gifts for someone and they're under the tree and now they're not going to be given. Or, you know, Aunt Sue also always did the stuffing and now Aunt Sue's no longer coming to our dinner. So, what do we do with those traditions and those celebrations that we normally have? And I think it comes down to acknowledging that we're changing them or that they don't exist right now and remembering and reflecting on the good times that we had in those moments, but also 
In order to kind of shift and make progress in it, we maybe have to come up with some new traditions and new celebrations. Doesn't mean it's gonna be gone forever, but if it's what you need right now, then considering starting something new and bringing that into, into your environment. Because we kind of go to, I'm not gonna celebrate. Like I'm shutting my life down. I don't, I shouldn't celebrate. What are people going to think? I'm, I'm, I'm devastated and I'm, I'm grieving and now I'm going to be celebrating. Like I'm going to, nope, this is done. But that is something maybe you need in one experience, but it's certainly not something that, you know, the universe intends for you as a human to experience every single time. So maybe you're dealing with holidays differently. You have new traditions. You you go to different places. You try to shift what it means to you and your experience so that you can start to create uh, moments where you're experiencing joy. But in my experience as a whole right now, it really is just about purely identifying with my clients that they are experiencing grief and loss for someone who's living and how to go about, you know, new direction and traditions in, in celebrating. And a lot of people like to do things to honor just because someone is estranged from you doesn't mean that you cannot love that person still, or that you can't honor that person, regardless of what's going on between, between you, you know, you might want to still hang an ornament. You might still want to do the stocking. You might still do that person's special recipe in, in place of them. You can still love and honor and respect that person and not have them physically present because no matter what happens, You can't change or replace or take away the energy of the experiences you've already had with someone living or deceased. You will always have that gift. You will always have that moment and you will always know the truth of what your experience is with that person and that will never change. So if you hold on to those memories with fondness and love and joy and allow yourself to to experience that even when you're hurt, even when you're hurt, because that hurt should eventually start to be replaced with the joy of what you did get to experience with this person. But, but it really is just being easy on yourself and going from there. Right, Liz? A hundred percent, Amber. And I love that you touched on both living loss with living and loss with um, the the dead. Let's Mm. call it that what it is. You know, one of the things that um, my family um, or I have taken upon myself when, uh, when I've experienced loss over the years with friends, family members, is I like to honor the, the person by um, first and foremost, bringing something that I adored about them. So my grandmother used to make these amazing um, coconut strawberries with jello and they were amazing. So super sweet to die for, but you can only eat one. But I make those every year. And I, I call them Gigi's raspberries or strawberries. And then, you know, where, um, where other, where my brother's concerned, you know, I will do a toast to him. Um, I used to do it out loud. Now I do it internally. So as the years, like he died when I was 10, but you know, there was things that I, you know, I experienced myself around, you know, how, how do we put like, he should be here. It's Christmas. Why isn't he here? It's not fair, specifically around children with loss, they can be really bewildered for it. So one of the things I would recommend, and I do recommend to my clients is put a place setting for them, 
you know, set up a place setting for them and have the empty chair in honor of them. So I can assure you that they're present. They are very much present as, you know, all of you that are are listening right now or watching um, who are psychic mediums know exactly what I'm talking about. They don't miss any events. Uh, Our loved ones are present at all of them. They're always a mere thought away. So specifically family gatherings, um, they're going to be present. So, you know, I like to honor them. And around the whole idea of mourning and dealing with the whole joy of Christmas and what it means. One of the things that my spirit team has uh, brought to the table, along with the thousands of loved ones on the other side that I've communicated with, is that they don't like to see their loved ones on this side suffering because of their loss. They can't stand it. It's, it's, you know, they do, they go out of their way to try and bring us solace and comfort in our time of need. So they will, you know, leave little symbols and signs. They will drop coins for us. They will drop feathers. They will put songs on the radio that are pertaining to your grief in the moment. You know, if you can take time to listen and pay attention to the signs that they're sending you, it is such a comfort to know that they are still around. Over and above that, communication is key during the grieving process. Now, I get it. It's a one-man sport. Nobody wants to participate in. I get it. However, communication is probably the best antidote for grieving. It doesn't cure it, but it certainly helps the process. And speak your truth. Tell your friends how you're feeling. Tell your family. Tell your loved ones how you're feeling. Don't be afraid to share. More often than not, and I see this a lot in families, parents will hold back from sharing their grief around their other children. And it's written all over them anyway. And I hear from the kids that this definitely, um, you know, was an extra added stress for them because their parents didn't really talk about it. Now, Mm -hmm. I I would say um, the best thing you can do is just speak your truth and communicate understand that this is never like this is a a forever gig okay grieving is a forever gig there's there's no two identical grieving processes you're gonna do what you do and don't be ashamed of it you know be okay with crying be okay with being angry there's processes that go through this but you know do yourself a favor and maybe join a group of like-minded people that are suffering from the same challenges, um, that that have the same type of losses as you. And and get yourself in a place where you can talk about it. Because the more you release the pain and the sadness and the overwhelm, the 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 calmer your soul becomes mm-hmm. and more accepting. And even though you may not ever want to accept it, and that's okay, you're entitled to do whatever you choose to do get yourself in a place where you can at least communicate about it. And that that's probably the best advice that I could give. I don't know. What about you, Jay? You know, you both are so amazing. I think you touched on some great points. I think that education is also key. When my clients come to see me, most of the fears around their grief and coping with it is that their loved ones are not in a safe place or yes. that they're alone or that, you know, they're, they're hurting. They're still hurting to the other side. 
So I make it a very clear point um, to explain the death process, what happens to someone after they die, what happens to the soul and the transformation of that soul, and that there's no more ego. And although, you know, these people have passed away, they're always so happy. And even though we cry and they recognize that, they understand that we're having a human moment. And so education is so important, um, you know, and so many people have different types of grief. You know, there's delayed grief. Some people don't want to accept it right away. I did that mm -hmm. with my father. I didn't cry for a whole year. But when I ran out of oil in my house the next year, I broke down and I said, if dad was here, he'd know what to do. And my grief was delayed because I didn't want to show my feelings. I wanted to be strong for everyone while I was dying inside. And so the things a lot of people will do that as well with their grief. They won't show anything and then they'll have a delayed grief or they get very angry. And sometimes it's easier to stay angry than to feel the pain of that loss. And so a lot of times when clients come to me and they've been grieving too long, or I find that they're not coping well, I'll refer them to a healthcare professional because I think it's so important to have somebody that's able to identify the grief without being emotionally involved, rather than family trying to give, you know, advice and different things. Because like I say, everybody has a different type of grief experience, as you mentioned, Liz. And so I think it's so important to refer back. Some people actually need medication to be able to calm themselves so that they can cope. And it doesn't mean that they're crazy. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. They just need tools to be able to help them cope with that grief. And so if you're a practicing psychic medium, make sure that you know to refer people out to these healthcare professionals, because sometimes we may not be in a position to be able to help them with their grief. We may not be in a position to really say anything because either we're not feeling that spirit, it could that happens, or maybe, you know, there's there's other mitigating factors that, you know, you're just not feeling it, or maybe you're feeling that grief so badly that you just can't get out of feeling that so that you can actually communicate properly with your client. And so that's happened to me, not often, but it has happened because the grief is so heavy. I'm sitting there crying with them and we're human. So we have to accept that. But I think it's so important. Now there's different types of people that deal with grief. And so it's to really understand what's out there and do your research. If you have a practice, you're going to want to know who to refer to, um, you know, family counseling, whether, you know, or if it's individual counseling, or if someone actually needs to see somebody a little bit more, you know, experienced with, you know, psychotherapists, psychiatrists, some people really have difficulties getting their lives together. I had a client of mine who came to see me who I thought had just lost her husband, maybe a year, two years. It had been 19 years and she was still so stuck in her grief. But I think her problem was, is that she thought her husband was floating around in nowhere land. And I think when she understood the death process, not that her grief went away, but it made it easier for her to cope because she now understood a little bit more about where that soul was and that she was going to see that person again. Because, you know, the reality is, is when you lose someone, especially suddenly, it's it's a very traumatic, it, it's traumatic period. But when you don't expect it, sometimes it really throws you off guard and your whole life changes in a heartbeat. And all of a sudden, you just don't know what to do anymore. Or you think that you're doing things 
for that loved one, but you're doing it all wrong. Or, you, you know, I've had people that don't want to sell their house because their dad built it. And they feel that they're going to disrespect their father by not selling that house, by selling that house, I should say. And, and they're stuck in their lives because they're living in the past or they're living their lives for someone who's no longer here. And so to also identify that because some people you know, really go through that. It's not up to me to tell people, you know, what's going on with them or what they're doing. I think it's up to a healthcare professional at that point, you know, someone that deals with these emotions. But I really think it's important to make sure that you at least tell your client, listen, if you're having problems with this, or you're finding you can't cope with this, please go see somebody who can. There's grief programs, get on top of of what the grief programs are. And I also think too, depleting of energy. We are so exhausted when we're grieving. We can't function. We can't go to work. There's certain things we can't do, but some people feel like they have to go to work. And if they just go to work, they're going to keep their minds busy and it's all going to go away. But it, it's sort of like a compounding type of problem. The more they ignore it, the worse the grief gets. And so it's to give people permission to say it's okay to miss work. It's okay to go see your doctor and get a slip if you need a few weeks off, a few months off, because everybody has a different way of coping with it. But your emotions really have a lot to do with your, your life and how you live your life. And if you can't get that together, then everything else is just so difficult to navigate. So that's my take on it. And I think this was such a great uh, subject. But Liz, yes, please. Yeah, sorry. I just wanted to interject. You know, like one of the things I've discovered along my journey um, with the grieving process is it's the acceptance of the loss that that took the edge off the grieving. Yes. Now, it, getting to that place is, is very difficult. But, you know, you have an incredible program, of course, that that's out, um, Jay, that will support people yes. on the journey. And it's it's called growth. Growth through grief. Yeah. And yes. so. And they can find that, Jay, over on your website, medium.com. Yeah, medium but I'm excited about the program because what I did was I, I teamed up with a lady who's a really good friend of mine who's an energy worker. And she has a wonderful way of meditating and doing healings at different levels. And the thing is, like I said, you're so depleted you know, so you need to replenish that energy and you need to rebalance in order to be able to function. And so the program is interesting because it talks about mostly on how to cope with grief, but through different, um, I, I just educate people on death and what happens to a person after they die. Because I think that when there's a greater understanding of what happens at that point, I think it's just easier to accept in here. And of course, with the energy work, it just kind of rebalances everything, but really excited about it. Thank you, Liz. Mm -hmm. But this has been amazing, ladies. I want to thank you so much. And I'm so excited, you know, to to be able to talk about this, because I think especially at this time of the year, we really need to be supporting one another. And we just need to know that we'll all see each other again, on the other side, and that our loved ones are always with us and that they're not suffering. But thank you so much. Until next time, we'll see you really soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Psychic Jam. Please share if you liked our podcast. For more information on our services, or if you'd like to be listed on our directory, please visit thepsychicassociates.com.